When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Sound the gifting panic alarm. You need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. And it needs to say, I'm a thoughtful person. And I appreciate you. And I know exactly what you like, all at the same time. Relax. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life, like the pickleballer, the jazz fan, the zen seeker, the artist, or the pasta lover. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there's something for everyone on Etsy. A gifting moment is always around the corner. Whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Gift easy with Gift Mode on Etsy. Bet the board. What do you mean you don't bet? I mean, I don't bet. You know, I don't care. I don't. I never have. And I never will. Yeah, right. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. You owe me 15 grand, pal. Pay him. Pay that man his money. It's the Bet the Board podcast. God likes me. He really, really likes me. In the end, I wound up right back where I started. I could still pick winners. And I could still make money for all kinds of people back home. And why mess up a good thing? Here's Payne Insider and Todd Furman. Welcome in to the Bet the Board podcast powered by betonline.ag. NFL Week 5 on the agenda, Thursday, October 5th. I am your fearless leader, Todd Furman, joined as always by my esteemed colleague and co-host, Payne Insider. What's going on? Not a whole heck of a lot, my friend. A little bit more football. It feels like we've been at this for 20 weeks already, but uh, I found a renewed sense of energy watching your beloved Penguins go down last night in their banner ceremony as part of uh, NHL season opener festivities. What was the score? Uh, They lost 5-4 in overtime. They did uh, erase a two-goal deficit late, uh, came back and dropped that game in a little three-on-three OT, and of course the countdown has commenced. Uh, for the Golden Knights to drop the puck on their inaugural season tomorrow. First home game next Tuesday. Major League Baseball playoffs. I mean, this is a good time of year to be a sports fan. A lot of stuff going on right now. The the easy, right? NHL's easy, though. Haven't we already done this before? Easy as in... What? Yeah, you just bet the Penguins to win it all. Oh, here we go. That's here, it. here we go with you advocating to try and take a 7-1 team to win the Cup for the third straight year, but... I figure that if we yeah, talk about too much easy stuff, we talk about too much hockey in the intro. We may start to lose listeners, so we should well, probably we are going to lose listeners. This is what you've done. We should probably get back to the the task at hand. Uh, of course, Dave Mason joins us later in the show, like he does each and every Thursday throughout the fall. Uh, I'm going to be interested, Payne, to get his take on exactly uh, what that late change in favorite and over uh, meant to the house. Contest update: We can crown another Week Four winner. Yeah, Week Four winner, short and sweet. I don't know. I'm, his name's Cop three 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 K O P P three 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 is the week four contest winner. Went a perfect five and zero. Oh. Got the score right on that shocking final play. He had forty nine points, so it landed forty nine. And there was a tiebreaker. Came down to the third tiebreaker. Fortunately for Cop, he has he's doing pretty well overall this season. Sixteen points. So. He won on the third and third tiebreaker. Thank God we didn't have to go to the fourth. Not a bad start to the season if you can rattle off 16 wins through your first 20 picks. Uh, performance befitting of all of our loyal Bet the Board listeners. And, of course, uh, those prize packs will go out to a lot of the previous Ooh, winners. Look at that screen go, by the way. <laughs> I don't know if we should be talking about that one on the air um, as we do it. So anyone who knows the timestamp, if you want to go through your odd screen, we're recording this right now at 1049 Eastern, if you can figure out what game we're oh, referencing. Right 
more more power to you, but it doesn't appear the number is going to hold. Do you see that? By by any this st- is going to be a fun game to watch. By, by any stretch of the by any stretch of the imagination, bet the board swag on sale now. The newly branded minted 2017 T-shirts they're flying off the shelves. Make sure you order them. All orders go out on Tuesdays. Shabidia along with a free gift. All the biggest games today, Payne. Of course, the Thursday night game. Uh, between the New England Patriots and the Tampa Bay Bucks, brought to you courtesy of the American Gaming Association Sports Betting Coalition. Uh, had time to see those folks out here as part of the Global Gaming Expo. They're big fans of everything we do around the bet the board. But you know what? Let's just get right into the Including game. Including talking hockey at the top of the hour. I mean, hockey is... You know what? There were serious discussions that took place from you know what I was told. There may have been a little bit of resistance for the NHL to have their games put on the big board. Uh, with the start of the Golden Knights play, I think that's kind of been brushed aside. But, you know, hockey, while it pales in comparison to what NFL betting handle does, you know, it still sparks a little bit of discussion. And the fact that the NHL wanted to come bring a professional team to Las Vegas, in my opinion, is a tacit endorsement. It has nothing to do with the $500 million franchise fee that you get for bringing a team in a league. But Buffalo and Cincinnati seems like a logical place to start for us today with the Cincinnati Bengals, a three-point favorite at betonline.ag. Total in this game, 39 and a half. And Payne, I just want to know, should we be crowning the Buffalo Bills AFC champions? Everything I've read out there has them penciled in as a playoff team, has talked about you know this team turning the corner. Last I checked, and I know they did win both of those games, they were outgained in wins at home against the Broncos and last week against the Atlanta Falcons. Of course, the Falcons without Mohamed Sanu and Julio Jones for that contest. This is one of those things where I don't really want to be right. Uh, you know, when you hold on, let's mark this down. We got to timestamp this on the podcast because this may be the only time in four years of bet the board history that you're going to say you don't want to be right on something. When you throw on the film, I've said this from day one, they play harder than anybody. It's unbelievable what McDermott's got going there. And defensively, it's a lot of wizardry. Like, you know, he had some expensive guys there in the secondary and he kind of threw them all out including Stefan Gilmore, and then he brings in four new guys. He kind of handpicks guys in free agency, drafts White from LSU, and suddenly the entire starting secondary is making less than what Stefan Gilmore was going to be paid. And, and you so, know what? I'm sure we'll get to Gilmore later. I'm sure the Patriots might be happy to send Gilmore back to Western New York given how he started his career in New England. It's just a completely different vibe there. They're playing so tough. I mean, it's, it's nuts to watch this, but... You kind of hit on the perfect point here. There's going to be regression, you would think, at some point. And this is all about perception, right? We're looking at the Bengals 1-3. and three. We're looking at Buffalo 3-1. and one. But when you really start to factor in what's going on in the field, it's actually the Bengals that are plus .4 yards per play better than average. It's the Bills that are negative .1 yards per play. So when you start to break this down, literally every time an offensive or a defensive play is snapped the Bengals are half a yard better and that's one thing that you're going to have to factor into the situation this is also the Bengals season right they have a shot to turn this around after the slow start you can get to two and three it's potentially a tie-breaking win over Buffalo as you you know start to focus later on down the line when it starts to start to look at the playoffs but look at the rest of the AFC landscape like Miami's struggling the Jets are certainly not going to maintain this. Mariota's banged up. Andrew Luck still out. I know he's going to practice this week. They're saying it's going to be at least three weeks. There's just so many injuries with other teams in this conference. If you can just stop feeling bad for yourself here, you can get back in the hunt if you win this game and go to two and three. And when you look at Buffalo, the way they've gone, you can't take anything away. I mean, you alluded to uh, their upgrade in overall defensive performance. Lead the league in points per game allowed at under two touchdowns. But, oh, by the way, Mr. Schedule Maker, guess who the Buffalo Bills happen to have on deck? I thought it was a bye week. Uh, maybe it's a bye week? I thought they played the Patriots next week. It could be. Let me look. I'm going to I'm gonna do this right now because I could be way off. Yeah, why don't, you dive, why don't you dive into those notes over there? We know we've had problems with my recording software, so I'm not allowed to touch anything on my laptop when we actually record the show, not to go off on a tangent. So Here we go. Buffalo. 
Yeah, they got a bye week. All right, well, then never mind then. See, I didn't come in prepared. That's... <laughs> you, th- you threw me off there. You know I what? said, holy shit, the... I think I'm going to be off here. This is, uh, you know what, this is <laughs> this is why I'm the host and you're the analyst. So it's uh, <laughs> right. a reaffirmation of why we play the roles we do on this fine podcast. So, Luke... so I will say this, though. You're spot on with the defense. Uh, Bill's number one in defensive efficiency. They actually allowed the first passing touchdown to happen last week in the fourth quarter at the eight-minute mark. They've been fantastic. There's a couple injuries, though. It looks like their linebacker, Ramon Humber, he's going to be out. He's a starter. You're not going to have Jordan Matthews. Now, I know a lot of people didn't love him in Philadelphia. I don't know what happened. I thought he was pretty good. I thought he was good his first couple years there. Fell out of love with that staff. They moved him on. So that's not a position where they're completely stacked at wide receiver. So losing Jordan Matthews is is a big deal to an offense that that's struggling right now, to put it mildly. Um, and I think... Despite the the public being all over Buffalo, there's some sharp sentiment for the Bengals. There is indeed professional money that wants to back the Cincinnati Bengals here with a chance to short that Buffalo stock at the top of the market. From Cincinnati to another AFC North venue, this time the Pittsburgh Steelers play host to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Pittsburgh an 8.5 point favorite at betonline.ag. Total on this game, 44 and Payne, I may as well ask you, who are the real Jacksonville Jaguars? I'm not really sure. I mean, they're more disciplined this year. They got a lot more talent defensively. Blake Bortles is doing a better job. And they're going to focus on the ground game. They're going to try to limit mistakes. So they're relying on their defense. That's how they're playing. There's just a level of professionalism that's going on this season. And that's been the biggest difference. They're, they're going to work. And that's a start. They still need more talent on the offensive side of the ball. The offensive line isn't great. The weapons aren't great outside. And there's still serious in, you know, question marks with, with Blake Bortles. So you can only be so great without an offensive line and with, without a quarterback and without your top receiver. When you look at but this, this is this is a dead nut under team right now. That's I was gonna say when you look at this particular spot and you try and figure out where the Steelers are at, they go on the road and bounce back in pretty impressive fashion. I mean, taking care of an undermanned Baltimore Ravens team. Do we think they carry some of that offensive momentum going forward? I mean, the big takeaway for me wasn't so much Antonio Brown deciding he wanted to throw a temper tantrum like a spoiled toddler. Uh, it was more Lavian Bell looking like the game breaker we've come to expect from the talented running back. If you've listened to this podcast, you're going to be like, I've heard this before, and and we we nailed this on the preview podcast. We said, listen, there's a lot going on there in the offseason. Things aren't jiving. You're getting Martavius Bryant back for the first time. He's playing football in 18 months. Le'Veon Bell sat out. There was a lot of chemistry issues going on there. It was going to take a couple weeks to get that offensive going. But we know at home, we talked last week specifically about Big Ben's home road splits. It's a staggering difference. So this offense is going to start humming. The biggest thing, though, is the defense. It's one of the best defenses in the league. And get your futures tickets. We've been saying this. Get your futures tickets. This is a team that's going going to be fantastic. You're not going to make me buy a futures ticket on the Steelers only to see them get home field in the AFC. That's the key. They need to get home field advantage. They need to take advantage of what's going on right now with New England. And, you know, said that a couple weeks ago. They need to... Take advantage of what's going on in New England. If they can get home field, they're going to have a shot against New England, especially that defense, because I just don't know how much that defense can improve. I can't believe I, I marked this date down and bet the board. It was, tw- it was twelve to one when I when I said this a couple weeks ago. Like, use this slow start as an opportunity in the market because this Pittsburgh team is going to start humming. And the only question is, and it's crazy, if it's going to be internal, why they don't win. Yeah, Whatever's it, it always is. Internally, Mike, Mike Tomlin it, it, is still it, their head coach. Well, that, and he's not getting along with Big Ben, and then we see Antonio Bryant lash out a little bit. Now, that that begs the question, which side is Antonio Brown on? Is he on the coach's side? Him and Big Ben, chummy chummy, they love each other, did that that uh, interview there with Carissa Thompson. They were best of friends. They've set all these, these Pittsburgh Steelers records together. All of a sudden, you have that internal issue in the locker room with between Tomlin and Big Ben and what happens we see Antonio Brown lash out on the field just because he was open and Big Ben didn't see him there's a lot of stuff brewing there internally if they can figure that out they got a shot to win it all and that's kind of how you are I mean if we don't give you we don't give you the ball in space I mean you kind of throw temper tantrums around here no no no, no. I'm that's the last thing I am 
<laughs> the consummate team player. Yesterday, the proof. Dusty killed it, by the way. Dusty, was, Dusty was tremendous. For those folks who don't, don't listen to our college football podcast on a regular basis, first off, I'm not sure why you wouldn't. Uh, we had uh, a guest, color analyst for ESPN, Dusty Dvorak, who absolutely knocked it out of the park with his in-depth breakdown of some of the biggest games, added a little comedic value as well. I mean, if we're putting together a bet the board, you know, power rating for some of the guests we've had. And actually, you know, a perfect way to segue, we will have a special guest that we've lined up for Monday's podcast, which is rare for us on the NFL side, uh, to offer some unique perspective on the Bears and Vikings. So just have to try and confirm there. Uh, But again, more reason to tune in as bet the board continues to grow and evolve. We bring in fresh perspectives from the football space to try and uh, pick up the slack for where Payne and I may let you down. I will say this, when, when you Google Dusty, that's a little. That, that's a change there. You, you, I see him as a player. He's got the long hair going. He's got the tattoos. Now he's on TV. Man, he's buttoned up. Looks like a different human. You know, you have to. Uh, you have to get away from your roots every now and again. <laughs> Sometimes you have to uh, go that corporate style and make sure you look a certain way to try and appease those, those higher ups that are out there. The personality still comes out though on the mic. And that's that. That's the most important yeah. part. You know, we don't bring personality, so we have to bring guests that do bring personality. <laughs> it puts us uh, in a key spot. All right, a game pain that uh, I think, you know, well, I don't think. I know really doesn't have a line pretty much anywhere. Bet online does have a price, though. With the Tennessee Titans, a three-point road favorite at your beloved Miami Dolphins. No total posted here. Obviously, every week we get your thoughts on, on all things Miami Dolphins. Jay Cutler being called out by the media for his lack of effort, which may be overly generous, on the Wildcat snap. Of course, the big storyline here for the Titans. Not only will they bounce back from that drubbing at the hand of the Houston Texans, but the status of their dual threat quarterback Marcus Mariota who appears to be nursing a hamstring injury. Well, I don't want to First of all, I don't I think the screen says the line is up. I don't believe it's up. Okay, I haven't I, I checked site. I checked yesterday. I wasn't sure exactly where we were at uh with bet online, but there is a chance that it is now off the board. Yes. So, that's the first thing when we're talking about a game without a line. Everything is is relative. Uh, it'll be interesting where that line opens. Now, so far, every single quarterback has recorded a 100 passer rating against Miami. And, you know, Matt Castle isn't Marcus Mariota, but he has experience in this one-game situation with a team that relies on the run. He could feel pretty comfortable. Has the travel caught up with Miami? 22,000 miles traveled so far. I have been told it has been a fiery week of practice, especially with the offensive line. Because while the media finds Jay Cutler to be an easy target, if you really break this down, not much of this is on his shoulders. The offensive line has been absolutely horrific. The pressure is coming from the middle of the line. Jay Cutler doesn't have any time. If you thought he was a mobile guy, I don't know what you were thinking. He needs time to throw the ball. There also needs to be a better job from Adam Gase. There are a few times that I call Adam Gase out. This probably one of them. He needs to change his route concepts. Everything is deep down the field, and when you don't have time, no one gets open. They have to figure out different route concepts. They need to figure out the tight end situation. Julius Thomas is absolutely horrific. He can't block. He can't get open. I know the love fest from Denver was there. You guys used to pound it and dap it up. He's got to go. Got to figure out something else at at tight end. It needs to be a mix between Anthony Fasano as a blocking tight end, and it probably needs to be Gray as your pass catcher. The defense has actually been okay. Serviceable. We can go with serviceable. They're playing bend but don't break, so a lot of these efficiency numbers aren't going to look great in terms of success rate. They've been on the field a ton. They were on the field again this past week, 35 minutes. If you can hold the Saints offense to 20, you're thinking we're winning that game. They've actually improved stopping the run. Seventh in defensive success rate stopping the run. So that'll be the battle here. But we know Tennessee, a physical team, just got embarrassed. They're going to want to try to wear Miami down. I don't know what this looks like for Miami. I know we're saying home opener. We're going to be rowdy. It's been a good week of practice. I, I just don't know what it looks like. I really don't right now. Um, and without a line, I can't really say anything. I will say this. I, I don't think Mariota plays. And if he tries to gut one out, you can get three and a hurt Mariota. That that probably makes some sense. I just don't know what this number looks like. Is it is it pick them? Is it, I don't know. I think you see. I mean, we talk about it all the time, and I'll ask you. I guess. I mean, the drop off from Mariota to Castle, knowing that this is a team that can still lean on a talented ground game to be able to move the football yep. without their starting quarterback. 
I mean, are we talking about a three to four point adjustment? Are we talking something higher, maybe a shade lower? I mean, where do you peg the difference between those two guys? This could probably stun people because everyone's, you know, in love with, with the flying Hawaiian. He's like right now, grading out like bottom in the bottom third of quarterbacks at the high end, obviously, but he's in that low 20 range with how he's performing so far this season. So if you're talking about this season, you're talking about a Tennessee team that is primarily pounding the rock. It's a lot less than people think. I think you're probably in that three, three and a half range, depending on opponent, maybe four, you know, but Castle is a, is a proven veteran in a one, one week scenario. I think he's going to be just okay against that defense. The question is, if Miami can't get healthy this week offensively against that defense, there's going to be some serious question marks, especially that secondary. So it'll be interesting to see if, if Adam Gase can get some things going. The problem we've had, again, is the protection. And we are a play-action. The Dolphins are a play-action offense. So if you can't get the ground game going, which they haven't, it's tough to run play-action when yeah, you no, can't run the ball. Yeah, no one's going to try so, and uh, believe you're actually going to run the ball effectively. I these are the issues going on with this Dolphins offense, so we'll see if some of that got rectified at home this week. I don't think play action works all that well. Uh, to the Motor City we go, where the Detroit Lions, for the first time in 2017, installed as a favorite despite their 3-1 and record to start the season. Minus 2 at betonline.ag, total 43.5. And when we look at Carolina, oh, what do we have? Another Cam Newton off-field distraction with some insensitive comments yesterday in a press conference. I don't know where to start there. I was going to initially bash the, the Lions, but... Well, you can bash the Lions if you want. We can we can start there. I mean, unless you want to go into a uh, political rant or no, gender no, bias Oh, or no, it's not. I actually, lines, so. initially... Oh, no. Oh, no. I thought, it was pretty, I thought it was pretty funny, too, and I thought he was going to credit her. That's where I thought that was initially going. I was like, oh, this guy's going to be nice here, and he's going to credit her for doing her research and say, hey, this is nice to have in the field, right? Because I can tell you right now, a lot of reporters and beat writers don't know their ass from a hole in the wall when it comes to the actual game of football. So when you get someone talking routes, specifically a woman, you're like, you're taken back a little bit, and you're like, oh, this is awesome. She's done her homework. But apparently, he followed it up. She spoke to him afterwards, and he was even worse. In private. Yeah, it, so, I mean, it's not a good situation. Let's put it that no, way. It's to not. be a little I bit mean, tone deaf, to say the least. Yeah. Now, on to the game. Everyone's in love with Detroit. Minus 8 yards per play. Uh, minus 0.8 yards per play. Nearly a full yard. We fell in love with Jim Bob Cooter. And so far this specific season, he has not been great offensively. We saw Detroit bring in some O-line help. Abdullah finally looks healthy. He had a weapon in Galladay. I mean, after that Colts preseason game, you would have thought he was Randy Moss. They're averaging 4.6 yards per play on offense. That's, you know, it's just not good. 28th in passing success rate, 28th in explosive passing. This isn't a case of, like, sharp guys being unwilling to change their mind. Well, that happens plenty. Detroit that, that, is. that does happen plenty, though. Let's not kid ourselves. No, it's not, though. Like, our, our goal isn't to, like, potentially turn one loss into a slew of them, right? I mean, it'd just be stupid to, to lose a bunch of money. But It is. Hold on a second. It, not to go back in history, it is funny we say that in a game involving the Carolina Panthers, though. Go ahead, continue. Uh, right, but I mean, there's reasons why. No, like, no, no doubt about it. The, event, okay. Eventually, teams play to their levels, and you can only defy the metrics and statistics for so long. It's just a question of what the regression looks like. We talk about it all the time. You can fool me once, shame on me, fool me a couple times, but ultimately there's going to be that performance where you go, okay, this is what you are for your full body of work. Yeah, and, and so, you know, it's scary when we're talking about those offensive metrics I just rattled off when you try to make a case for improvement because those numbers have come against the 28th slate of opposing defenses. So when you're trying to make a case for the Lions, say, hey, oh, there could be some offensive improvement here. They haven't played anybody defensively. Uh, it's been... I just can't envision how you how you average 4.6 yards per play against that slate. Now, when it comes to Carolina, I think this is a horrific spot off the Patriots win. But it appears Cam shoulders fine. We talked about this Monday. Eight rush attempts. It leads me to believe he's damn near 100%. And we've mentioned a lot of his weapons being banged up. Uh, they've had some linemen on the interior, in and out of the lineup. And yet, Carolina, positive yards per play advantage. So, we're seeing professionals gravitate again this week towards Carolina, trying to kind of ride that Panthers on their upward trajectory. 
plus three was nabbed early in the week. It's it's interesting to see that move happen this early. That's real. That's very, very real. Uh, and it's because of a lot of the points we just outlined there. When you dig into the metrics, one team is above average, and they're without a lot of their parts and components and had a struggling quarterback through the first couple weeks. The other team is, is smoke and mirrors right now, and that's what we're seeing in the market. And I think uh, it may continue to respond accordingly. How low do you think, in your opinion, this number trends, knowing that it appears that at least through early wagering, it's about a 50-50 split. You mentioned professional money. Two two out there bet online at AG, but, of course, some two and a halfs out there. We think it trends closer to pick them before kickoff? I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure it gets that low. But I think at this point, if you've missed the three and you're a teaser player. Teaser leg, baby. Teaser leg. Yeah, you're probably exercising that that six pointer back through the three and the seven. Not a uh, not a bad situation there whatsoever. Uh, you mentioned Carolina, and that's you have to dig into some of those metrics. Don't always be confused by win loss record uh, and the situational spot. As you said, this would be a big bet if Carolina wasn't coming into this yeah. one off of oh. a win uh, yeah. against it's, New England. It's a, so it's a it's a double fister if if they lose the uh, the Patriots game. Yeah, some of uh, some of that enthusiasm gets tempered a bit by last Sunday's result. Seattle on the road against the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, pick them at betonline.ag. Total here, 47.5. That total has been on the move since where it opened at 46. Payne, are we seeing a changing of the guard in the NFC West, and are you officially riding shotgun in the Jared Goff bandwagon? <laughs> Not quite. Not yet. I tried. I had I had to try. I had to at least give you the opportunity. <laughs> Over money is real as it has been virtually every week on the Rams. Seattle's offense got going a little bit last week. There are certainly some some defensive issues there. I will say this, though. When you look at the matchup, despite the last few years, Seattle being fantastic, the Rams not being very good, this is a matchup the Rams have been very successful, and they've won four out of the last six, and it's because of that defensive line getting pressure on Russell Wilson against that horrific Seattle offensive line. So now when they're at least comparable, I get why people are are in love with this Rams team. I will say this, though. The look-ahead line keeps me off. Um, it was a five-and-a-half-point move at one point. Seattle last week was minus three in this spot. It got as high as the Rams minus two-and-a-half before we did see resistance there. I think we'll probably – I think Pickham's probably a good number here. This is another game that we talked about earlier in the week that, that we liked Seattle a little bit. Then when you start to dig in, Averill out, Carson out, those are two key injuries there. I just don't know what this Seattle team is. Man, I don't think Jekyll Se- and Hyde last week. I don't think Seattle knows what they are right now. Like you said, I mean, performance uneven in the first half, pretty pedestrian offensively. Second half, they find another gear, obviously aided by uh, some non-offensive scores. And you wonder when you look at the Rams, if they see this as more of a signature win type potential uh, as their Super Bowl uh, above all else. This is similar to the Hurricanes FSU game this week. This is that game that you're circling that says, hey, this is where the buck stops. Like this is going to be the changing of the guard. And I think if we're treating these teams like stocks and you look at which one will perform better 18 months from now, 24 months from now, 36 months from now, it's, it's probably advantage Rams due to age second youngest roster in the league. I just can't be on LA here because the market is overreacting a little bit. Significant adjustment. The defensive line that has been causing havoc for years isn't as good. I know they miss they're missing a couple components there. Aaron Donald is working himself back in, not quite a hundred percent, not Get, quite in shape yet. Getting close though. But he is getting very, very close. The biggest improvement that I've seen so far from the Rams, and I know we want to talk golf because he's been fantastic. McVay's instilled some confidence in him. The plays are much more conducive to success. But it's what they did in the offseason with their free agents. They bring in a left tackle. We know that Rams offensive line has been horrific. I know Whitworth is, is old. He just keeps on ticking. He's fantastic. Technically, he's sound. They bring in a center. So you've upgraded the two most important positions on that offensive line. It's really allowed them to do a lot of things offensively. The ground game's getting going just a little bit more than it had in years past. The offensive line isn't getting a ton of credit. It's all it's all McVay. It's all Goff. But the offensive line's been very key this year. 
be one of the more interesting games, uh, I think, on the schedule. Don't have it up. Who do the Rams have on deck, Payne? That's a good question. Looking at it right now. Got my little trusty sheet here. The Rams are looking – oh, they're at Jacksonville. Well, at least we know what game we'll be focusing on next week. But uh, we, we, we move on from uh, <laughs> fr- from the Rams and Seahawks uh, to what most – Although will- they do have the trip the following week to London. An even worse scenario then. So that means they're packing their bags heading to Jacksonville because there's no way yeah. the Rams are flying to the Jags, flying back across the country to go back to London. So let's no. just say folks might want to circle the Jags. Um, when we look at the late slate, uh, Seattle and the Rams, probably the second best game uh, of that schedule. Maybe the best if you're a true football fan, but of course the one that will get national attention. Green Bay at Dallas, revenge from last year's playoff scenario. This time the Cowboys, modest two-point home favorites at betonline.ag total on this game, 52. When we look at these two teams, I mean, you and I had an interesting dialogue. If Dallas loses this game on Sunday... On the heels of having lost to the Rams last weekend in a game where they had an eight-point lead at the half, do we start to uh, say that the Cowboys may have one foot in the grave in the 2017 season? Especially if that uh, decision looming during the bye week ends up going negatively. I mean, if this was co- if this was college football and the Cowboys were to lose this week, they might want to impose like a self-imposed bull ban, aka suspend Zeke themselves. Figure out, ah, you know what? Let's get this out of the way now. And uh, we'll cross that bridge going forward. <laughs> so, you know, when you're looking at this, obviously you have, you know, like the double playoff revenge. That's tip, you know, put one in, put a check mark on Dallas's side. Green Bay offensively and in general is just a different team away from Lambeau Field. And we touched on this Monday a little bit at home. They're a positive 11.1 points scored above opponent in Lambeau Field, just plus 1.6 on the highway. It is the second uh, biggest dichotomy split there between home and road. Dallas, though, right now, cannot stop the run, cannot stop the pass. Their bottom three, third, and like most of these important metrics, 24th in defense efficiency, 25th in success rate pass defense, 29th in success rate rushing defense. And... Sometimes you can't be great in a lot of those categories. I keep saying this if you're employing that bend but don't break style. But that's not the case either. They're allowing explosive plays. And they're doing nothing defensively. Dallas last week only had four active linebackers on the roster. And that's one thing you're going to have to monitor this week. Garrett claims both Sean Lee and Hitchens are day-to-day. Again, today's practice, Thursday, it goes a long ways in determining if these guys are going to go. I know Sean Lee didn't practice yesterday. Hitchens was a full go yesterday. So it looks like they'll get one of those guys back. Don't. Offensively, though, is where this team concerns me. They're just average right now offensively. A th- last year, they finished third in offensive efficiency. And if you remember, I made mention of this in the preview podcast six, seven weeks ago. I think it's general human nature for people to gravitate and talk about drastic things. Right, uh, you know the Giants are 0-4. The world's ending. It's a dumpster fire. The Chiefs, they're 4-0. Greatest team I've ever seen. But people rarely talk about the smaller changes or the minor differences that can end up meaning so much. And right now, that's what's going on. The Cowboys' offense, specifically their offensive line, they're not playing at a level they were a year ago. They're not able to play keep away. And that would take a lot off the defense's shoulders. That would take a lot off Dak Prescott's shoulders. So you lose two guys in the offseason on that offensive line. One retires, one goes on to Denver. And right now, Tyron Smith is dealing with a back injury. He's one of the most dominant left tackles in football. He is playing through a back injury, and so far he has been just average. So you've effectively downgraded three spots on that offensive line. And it's right now, why you're grading out is about the 18th best offensive line in football. And from what I've seen so far, Dak can't make up the difference. The defense can't make up the difference. I don't know what they're going to be. I really don't. So this is a scary spot. And from what I've been told, and and I got information one way, you got information the other way, it looks like there's going to be a disagreement on this game. It doesn't look like ever. There goes that total. There there goes that total, and don't look at the screen now because uh, there's another game on the move as well. Oh, oof. That's (laughs) going to be tough to give out. All right. If, 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 if folks ever want to question the authenticity of what we do around here, if only you knew some of the uh, inside jokes. Like we said, 
so right now it's 1119 Eastern. Go ahead and pick up uh, Odds History Pain. You have it available on your website where folks can I check do. it out, start clicking around. And it may give an indication of some of the things we were looking to share on this fine podcast. This market is getting borked, man. <laughs> I hate it. You, you mentioned the uh, Cowboys offensive line. Green Bay, where are they at in that department right now? Something you're going to have to monitor because a lot of question marks still. A lot of question marks there. Um, going into a hostile environment. Now, I'm not sure Dallas ain't if Dallas hostile. can apply pressure. And it's not that hostile. Let's, gonna, let's not kid ourselves here. Yeah, I know a lot of people like going there to play, especially opponents. But they get up for the game. You're going to have to monitor those injuries. No one knows yet at this point what's going on with those. I will say they've been out, though, forever. And when I say forever, a few weeks. So they've been able to deal with them. Although, again, looking at the metrics, it's not as good as what's being displayed on the field and the score box. You know, none of that stuff is, is translating to what's actually going. Last week, you look at that Bears game. They cover with ease. That's not what the box story. 260 yards. Yeah. 260 yards of offense they had in that damn game. They just were 5 for 5 in the red zone getting 7th. Yeah, I mean, it took a comeback effort early on. That offense was stagnant at home against Cincinnati. There's some issues going on with that offense. Um, so for me, I'm not on this game. If I was gunned ahead, I would actually lean Dallas, but I, I think there's going to be differing opinions on this game. I think it's a game that's worth watching just from uh, so many different storylines that will converge there to figure out what these two teams are. Uh, and much like I you... i grab my phone right now, by the way. All this <laughs> stuff going on. Much like you, I think it is a uh, bigger prove-it type scenario for the Cowboys than it is for Green Bay going on the road. Into Sunday night football, a total that's currently on the move. Here, the Kansas City Chiefs on a short week, one-point road favorites for their trip down to Houston. Total in this game, 46 at betonline.ag. Screen lighting up like a Christmas tree with some under money coming in. I can lead with this pain because stats are fun and often meaningless when they pertain to against the spread trends. Kansas City, 14-6 against the spread the last 20 road games. But I ask you this, as the market finally caught up to the undefeated Straight up and undefeated against the spread, Kansas City Chiefs. Well, this is a similar situation that that we were faced with Carolina, right? Do you want Houston off that monster performance? Or do you, you know, it's tough. But I will say this, that's going to end up being the professional side. Probably a decent teaser leg. I am not sure that we're going to see that offensive outburst from Houston again. I know everyone's on the Deshaun Watson train. What do you mean? What do you mean not not sure? You could be more definitive and say, no, we're not going to see it again. That's perfectly all right. (laughs) No, I mean, we may eventually see it. He could be good enough, you know, a year from now, two years from now. Uh, We're not going to see it in the immediate, that's for sure. Uh, (laughs) That was, you know, one game situation here. He looked better. Still the 27th best quarterback right now grading out. So let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Kansas City's defense is going to be a certainly tougher tougher task than the Titans were. I will say this, though. You can run on Kansas City, and we've said this ad nauseum. Right now, Houston, shockingly, number one in rushing rate success. That's the Achilles heel of the Chiefs. So if you can get that ground game going, it'll help Deshaun much better, and they're going to have a shot here. The total tells us that this is, this is probably a good spot for the better defensive team, right? There's a correlation here to the side and the total. Um... At 4-0, I'm certainly not buying the Chiefs. I would be a seller here. And it probably makes a decent teaser leg to the aforementioned Carolina Panthers. Look at you giving out look at, out, look at you giving out teaser pieces uh, all, all over the place right now. So uh, can't really argue with... Uh, well, you need two teams for a teaser, right? Well, I mean, uh, I got a funny story about that. I mean, oh. we, we did have one situation... And I know uh, one of my buddies who was involved doesn't actually listen to the podcast because he doesn't bet or really follow the NFL. So they came to Vegas, not really a group of sports bettors. Happened a couple years ago. We're sitting at the MGM up in uh, the little skybox area, whatever the hell that thing is called. We tell one of the guys, hey, they have a unique promotion for first-time football bettors. You go to the window and you tell them you want to play a one-team teaser. They only allow you to do it once, though, to try and make sure that you feel comfortable with some of the terminology. Dude, this we so we sent the guy to the counter. He starts explaining it and starts pounding his fist on the counter, so irate that he believed us that one team teasers actually existed. He turns around, looks at us, dude. I was convinced I was going to get hit in the head with a glass bottle that day. <laughs> you know, one team teaser that ain't bad. 
you know, every now and again, sportsbooks that are out there listening, including betonline.ag, if you want to try and revolution the football betting market, one team teasers. That's, <laughs> that's what we're talking about here. One team teasers. We do have a uh, Thursday night football game on the agenda as well. But before we get there, we may as well bring in a man who joins us every Thursday and get his perspective from the sportsbook side. A Thursday tradition around here, unlike any other, we welcome in Dave Mason from betonline.ag. Of course, you can follow Dave on Twitter, at Dave Mason, B-O-L. And Dave, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you this question right from the start. How big a swing was it for the house when you go from thinking, oh, we're going to get the under, we're going to get the underdog in the Washington Redskins to come in on Monday night, to all of a sudden having to pay out all the folks that went Kansas City and or over in that game? Yeah, that was that was brutal. Actually, the total it was pretty uh, pretty even. Actually, it's, that might actually have been a small win for us to tell you the truth. But but that spread, I mean, that that was brutal. It, uh, I think like sixty eight percent of the money was on the Chiefs, and of course, it's a Monday night game, so that this <laughs> uh, amplifies how much money was 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 on the Chiefs. So yeah, it was huge. It was what it, it went from a really big winner to a really big loser. In a matter of seconds, yeah, I, I saw that coming a mile away too. I they started screwing around, throwing that ball around, and it just wasn't set up well. And they're close to the goal line. I, I just knew it. I almost turned that damn people off before they even scored a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, it was brutal. It was. It was. I mean, the, the, overall, the weekend. Eh, we. I mean, we lost. We did real well in the Sunday day games, and and you know we lost all the prime time games, which is brutal. Um, you know that Seahawks game. I know a lot of books needed needed the Seahawks. We didn't. Um, we needed the Colts. So that that game was even bad. Where I know other books did well on that game, which I find a little weird. But overall, overall, it's probably a small winner for the house when you include Thursday, Sunday, and Monday night games. Good for the house for the Bills, Rams, Jets, Panthers, Texans. And the public did well on uh, Steelers, Saints. Broncos, Packers, Seahawks, and of course the Chiefs. Dave, let's gravitate toward. Let's let's do Week Five. Yes, sir. We're focused on Week Five. When we talk public, professional, I'll let you start where you'd like. Let us know where the money's coming in. All right, let's do sharp. It's quick so far. Not not as many, uh, <laughs> not as much sharp action yet. It'll come in as the weekend gets closer and closer. Chargers plus four plus Ooh, four. That- that's not going to be great around these parts, I don't think. Yeah, you're not allowed to mention going forward, Dave. We didn't we didn't kind of read you the riot act. You're not actually allowed to mention the Chargers. As far as we're concerned, they're no longer a viable NFL franchise. Yeah, no. I mean, we that's the thing. I was thinking about that the other day. You know, all preseason we're talking about sharp futures action, and the Chargers seem to keep be keyed up on so much. And looks how that's turning out. But yeah, Chargers plus four um, for whatever reason, right? It's plus three and a half, minus one eighteen now. Panthers plus three. That's currently plus two. Public, as usual, a lot of one-sided stuff going on tonight. Patriots, even though they've they've been a good friend of us this year, the public keeps backing them. Seventy-four percent of the action. Betters are on the Patriots at the Bucks. Bills are getting seventy-seven percent of the action. The Jets, seventy-seven percent of the action at the Browns. Uh, 76% of the action is on the Eagles, 68% on the Packers, and 68% on the Chiefs. So that's where we're looking at the big public need. It's always interesting to see how some of these games shake down. And you mentioned the game, you know, Sunday night, obviously going uh, the way of the player. This Sunday, of course, uh, a little bit of liability. And unfortunately, we'd love to get your take on, on the Monday night scenario, but that number off the board between the Vikings and Bears. If folks are looking to uh, pump a few more bucks into their betonline.ag accounts or, or maybe start one up for the first time, uh, what kind of promotions do they have available, Dave? All right. If you do not have a betonline.ag account, go over to betonline.ag, sign up for an account, use cro- promo code 75BTB for a 75% welcome bonus. If you already have a betonline.ag account, but you have not used the bet the board reload bonus yet, Use promo code 50BTB for one-time 50% reload. All the terms and conditions can be found at promotions.betonline.ag slash bet the board. 
Dave, always a pleasure uh, getting your book perspective on things. We'll root for a couple of those primetime games to go the way of the house. But I have to imagine that uh, no one's playing their little violins for the way this football season went during the month of September, at least for the sports books. Nah, it's all good. Bring on week five. Let's go. <laughs> good luck this weekend, my friend. All right, fellas. Talk soon. Not shocking, Payne, that uh, Monday night it wasn't exactly a uh, great result for the house. No. And... I leaned Washington there, ah. debated giving it out, debated betting it, and for 59 minutes and 56 seconds, I am kicking myself in the ass, <laughs> and last four seconds, I start feeling, feeling much better about myself. Oh, there were some folks on Twitter that wanted to rain down on me with hail and brimstone, saying, if you can't laugh at a bad beat like that, regardless of how much you play, like, then you're not destined to be in this industry long. We had one of those beats go against us, maybe not quite as horrific when Matt Prater defied physics with our first half total a few weeks ago in the Giants and Lions. If you do this long enough, you're going to get beats like that that work out for yourself. Uh, our bad beats writer, Alan Staples, covered it with Coastal Carolina and Louisiana Monroe. Uh, to keep yourself from going insane, you do have to laugh about those things as hard as they are to stomach uh, from a professional yeah, I mean, betting standpoint. Yeah, it's just one game. You know, when you're betting multiple games, and I get that, we watch a lot of these games. We have to. It's our job. But if you're tying yourself emotionally to every single play or marry, you know, it's it's not going to be conducive for long-term success. It's just not. Um, and I, I get frustrated more at, you know, play calling, coaching decisions, when to punt, when to go for it, things of that nature. That's stuff that drives me nuts. But if you can't laugh at stuff like that and kind of just move on, I mean, once the bet's placed, it's placed. So move on to the next. It's, it's, it's really that simple. And I saw some of the guys that were uh, were kind of uh, bashing you a little well, bit. Well, you know, some of the guys come out there. Let's, let's, let's be honest here. We do have our core of loyal listeners and a lot of folks who prominently wear the Bet the Board gear, display it. Uh, they listen to us religiously. Uh, but we're not always, uh, you know, we're not universally liked, even by some of our own colleagues in the space. Yeah, you know, this isn't blackjack. You know, Matt, you can't just uh, drum up a math model and every single game is going to fall that way. No, nope, it's not just you against the house. There are other market influences that sometimes <laughs> you have to pay attention to. You can't necessarily control your own outcome. But I digress completely. And we still have a Thursday night football game between the Patriots and Bucks. As always, the big game breakdown brought to you courtesy of the American Gaming Association's Sports Betting Coalition. Uh, the American Sports Betting Coalition aims to educate, advocate, empower, and deliver the best information about their ongoing legalization efforts for sports betting coast-to-coast. Should you want more information, encourage all folks to go check out sportsbettingamerica.com. Great website, great information, and I know a lot of you folks would love to be able to place your wagers legally with uh, shops in your hometown. Tonight, Payne, New England, can they bounce back from another disappointing performance? We're seeing this number kind of ping-pong all over the place. So for argument's sake, we'll obviously use betonline.ag's number where New England is a 5.5-point road chalk. Total on this game, 54. And we've seen some uh, interesting information, injury information come down the chute in the last 36 hours. So we can either start there or you can take it any which way your heart desires. Well, I think there's there's many parts to that. Um, and I don't want people to absorb just what they want to absorb, so kind of listen to both parts. This line is short. It should probably be three at the very most, but I cannot overlook how the Patriots respond after. Wait, losses. this line is sh- this line is short. At you mean in terms of you mean the Patriots are overvalued in this spot is what you're getting at, correct? Absolutely. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's it's it's high. Okay, that's just what I, I just wanted to yes. check and clarification on some of that terminology. Yes. It's it's high. This this line should be three. Um, but when you start to dig into how the Patriots really get going after a loss, it's pretty staggering. Thirty and ten against the spread after a loss. For those, I am picturing for those math folks out there. That is a seventy-five percent win rate, and it's far <laughs> exceeds the fifty-two point four break-even scenario you need in this business. Continue. I'm picturing Belichick and Brady, you know, like not sleeping. They're coming up with this new game plan. They're they're cramming, studying, watching film. And when you start to, the NFL has done a fantastic job giving fans what they want—a glimpse inside the locker room. And so, 
This would leave me a bit concerned. Immediately after the New England game, you can picture them like shifting focus to Tampa. It's short week. Meanwhile, you, you pan to the Tampa locker room and you hear Dirk Cutter after the Giants win tell his team, it's a big win, fellas. Go party tonight. And I'm saying this somehow has to have some significance on what goes on Thursday because every minute in this short week is vital. So that's, you know, the numbers say one thing. I'm just not going against Belichick off a loss. And after I heard that locker room speech, there's no, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. Uh, (laughs) Doug Martin's back. He's going to play. How much of an impact will he have? The short week, I think, actually hurts Martin. He wasn't allowed back at the team facility until Monday. He couldn't sniff team headquarters. And if you did some reading there, apparently during suspension, he's watching these games at sports bars. Um, so I, I doubt Martin gets anything close to a normal workload here. Hopefully, I think you're probably hopefully he was watching happy. those games at sports bars with an O'Doul's and a salad, not 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 wings <laughs> and a beer. I wanted to say something bad there. I can't. It's that bad. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you're censoring. I'm glad you're censoring. Don't yourself. do drugs, kids. I'm, I'm glad you're censoring yourself. You. Um, well, see, it's better that he was a sports bar than a nightclub. So that's a step in the right yes. direction. So you know, best case scenario, he's he's splitting carries with Rogers this week. They've only had really one team padded practice. That came Tuesday. <sighs> when I look at this, I I get potentially why the total is coming down the short week there's some question marks to Gronk but New England is number two in offensive efficiency they faced the fourth toughest slate of opponent defenses Tampa got things going offensively last week I think they probably should have hung a couple more points you got some inclement weather there. there's a lot of rain your kicker left about six to eight points out there on the field and now the Bucks number one in passing success rate the key here is you're gonna you're gonna have to monitor this Gronk situation, obviously, uh, because he again is the most targeted weapon the Patriots have. And when you start to look at this Bucks defense, they're gonna be without Levante David at linebacker. They're gonna be without Quan Alexander at linebacker. They're not gonna have T.J. Ward at safety. His backup, Keith Tandy, he is going to be out. So the middle of that field is going to be free reign. So if Gronk plays, that could be scary. Wide open spaces. Yes. So, I mean, I have no idea. I, 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 this game has got so much going on with it right now. With Gronk just uh, awfully, getting added to the injury report. That's what I say. Awfully curious that they add Gronk to the injury report yesterday instead of early in the week, which leads me to believe, and I don't want to speculate because I don't have inside information here by any stretch, that you know if they rule him out, the Patriots clearly don't want to be fined with an undisclosed injury that they hadn't really shared with anybody in regards to Gronk. So... I feel like this is a little bit more serious than even the Pats want to let on listing him officially as questionable. Yeah, and, and right now, just kind of looking at reports online like anybody else can do, you know, following a couple of the beat writers. He's a game-time decision. Another guy says he's going to play, but he could be limited. So, I mean, that's he's a factor. He is a massive factor, especially when you talk about this on-field matchup with the loss of those linebackers. Now, Dwayne Allen is more than capable Right now, though, we've we've seen him not quite on the same page with Tom Brady. He came out earlier this season saying, hey, this is a tough offense to pick up. So clearly, Gronk will be missed if he doesn't play or he's limited. When we- All that being said, short week, you couldn't pay me to go under here, even though that, that that's the way the money's trending. When you look at Tampa, what do you expect offensively from them? We know about, you mentioned Doug Martin's usage, but, I mean, Jameis is going to find ample opportunity, I would think, to exploit the middle of the field, get the ball to his playmakers, whether it's Jackson, whether it's Evans, or maybe Humphreys kind of steps up into that role. We've seen him use the tight ends. I mean, Tampa should feel more than comfortable trying to match the Pats score for score, I would think. You would think, and, and that's what I mentioned. Right now, they're number one in passing success rate offense. Uh, I know Deshaun Jackson isn't happy with his role. He came out and said some things to the media this past week. But, I mean, these defenses, neither of them, are very good. And when you talk about New England's defense, we've touched on this previously. Probably needs to be stated again. On pace to be one of the worst defenses in NFL history by the metrics since it was started tracking in 1986. The silver lining here, I guess, maybe if you're a Patriots fan and you're talking about that defense, is Belichick's the coach. They have a lot of new parts. 
They faced a third toughest slate of opposing offenses. So maybe there's going to be some progression here from that defense. But on a short week, how much is getting fixed in three, four days? I don't know. You have a team that can throw the ball. I mean, I get where the professional money's coming. I'm probably not going to end up going over, but I certainly can't play under. I mean, I just blame Stephon Gilmore. Buffalo improves after he leaves. New England is a dumpster fire defensively. You know, He's having a tough time grasping the defense. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a lot different system to try and uh, understand and comprehend there. So no play, unfortunately, in prime time. But you know what's funny, Payne? The two primetime games that we've stepped, steered away from recently, the Rams-49ers game comes down to a coin flip at the end. The Redskins-Chiefs game saved a lot of our listeners' heartbreak, although I'm sure some of them went to the window with a ticket on the dog and nobody could fault them for it. So did not see enough to be able to make things happen. It still shouldn't stop you from buying shirts, though. As we mentioned, top of the show, gear going fast. Make sure you put those orders in over the weekend. And when you win this NFL game on Sunday, you'll have a few extra bucks in your pocket. So Payne, who are we going with to the window this fine weekend? There might be an added trip to the shipping department on on Friday. So if you you order today Ooh. or very first thing in the morning, maybe we'll we'll get another shipment out on Friday. And and special gifts, we still have uh, our gift yeah, yeah. inventory there. Still, yep, still a special gift with every order. That's what I like. Uh, when we turn to this week, and it is on the move, um, which makes this a little bit tougher to navigate. Uh, we like the Cincinnati Bengals. Obviously, we've talked about this game already. We've broken it down. You kind of heard our thoughts. It was at the top of the show. We like the Bengals this week. We've already bet the Bengals this week. Now, we went money line and we laid a dollar forty-five. That is correct. At this point, man, I don't really want to lay well, I'm looking right now. What is the current price? Money line. We're up to 160. 160. If you shop around, there is still some 150 out there. And heck, there is a minus 148 over at the other book, if you are in the exchange. All right. I mean, at this point, I don't wanna... all right, we're trending towards three and a half now, aren't we? I don't know when this is going to be turned around. I certainly don't want to lay three and a half. No, no three and a half. Um, not an option. If you can get better than 160 on the money line, I would go that route. And if not, you can try and find. Uh... And there is, I mean, yeah. That's that's the way I would go as this potentially trends towards three and a half. What do we? I mean, it's eleven thirty Eastern now. I just don't know how quick this is gonna get turned around and up. Man, this market is killing us. This podcast, by the way, has gone off the rails and com- compared to previous seasons because the market is just an absolute mess right now. Change the dynamics. Cincinnati's yeah, Cincinnati's the play. Uh, grab money line one sixty or better, and that's what I would do this week. I think, uh, I think it makes an awful lot of sense. Awful lot of sense to kind of short that bill stock at the top of the market. We'll put our faith in the red rifle. On well, I feel much better that you're endorsing uh, it. On now. Sunday, oh, here we go. Here we go. You're going to take what do you mean? You take shots at me? or how? No, I was being serious. Oh, okay. No, I endorse it. I actually just got closer to the mic. Did that sound like the sarcastic voice? Yeah, I was moving it, the chair, actually. It, 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 def- just got it definitely sounded like, well, it's a good thing you're endorsing it now. <laughs> so if anybody it gives a been. shit you about your know. opinion using, around these parts. Y- y- Using the mic. I mean, I, I I was the jackass though that didn't know the schedule when it pertained to uh, Buffalo and their upcoming opponents. Well, so you, you I deserve, totally redeemed yourself I, I deserve, with the uh, potential spot for Jacksonville I, next week. I deserve to be shunned and serve my uh, <laughs> you know misconduct penalty to kind of bring that hockey analogy uh, full circle. Payne, Again, starting with hockey, ending with no. Hockey. I was going to end with this, baseball. This thing, was, we're going to have four listeners by the I, end of the season. I, I was going to end with baseball. You have any thoughts on uh, the baseball playoffs? I know we're both Yankee fans. Well, you just now crushed our listenership in the Boston, Massachusetts area. Eh. So thanks for that. No, you know what? Between hockey and this, no, I've spent enough just... time in Boston for school and everything else. Boston fans uh, amongst oh, Boston, all... Boston loves Furman. No, no that's no, a T-shirt. No, no, they don't love Furman, but they love to oh. hate and listen. So oh, okay. you know that's gotcha. a, it's a big part of it. So if I say I'm a Yankee fan, they may like start rooting against us, but our listenership numbers may go up. Gotcha. I gotcha. I, I don't have anything on baseball. I'll be honest with you. Didn't do much baseball this year. Uh, Which is perfect given the workload that we've taken on for football. So I'm glad you're well rested because if you weren't, you were burnt out. The first full game I've watched all season was the the playing game there. My my favorite text messages for uh, those listeners who want a glimpse into uh, what our day-to-day is like. Hey, Payne, the baseball game starts in 10 minutes. Okay, great. Five minutes later. Hey, uh, what channel is that game on? (laughs) So it kind of... Well, I I I did get the package thing, though. 
Yeah, you don't need but the package they, for playoff baseball. Right, that's what I'm saying. So I don't watch the games on regular television. Oh, okay. I got the MLB Network things uh, that I get all the games. So I didn't know what channel the playoff game was on. Yesterday, though, I will say this, and I won't call you. You told me TNT. It was actually TBS. Same thing, 245, 247, your direct TV. What's dial. going on with that channel, by the way? Did, can we not afford a normal size graphic for, for the score? For TBS? I, I don't know. I mean, I was, What is going on with I that? was trying it's to figure the out. the size of a. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go, go, go. I'm just, it was so small. I mean, I was just trying to figure out what, you know, when they switched their logo color in, like, the upper left corner. I'm used to, like, blue and white, and all of a sudden it was, like, pink and yellow. I thought my TV was busted. Yeah, I don't know on that. I was just shocked. I turned on the game, and it's like, I can't see the score. It was the worst graphics ever. Do better job, TBS. <laughs> well, at least now everyone... I wasn't the only one. I went on Twitter. I said, hey, maybe I'm being a little harsh here. I, I scroll Twitter, and it's like everyone's saying the same thing. At least maybe it, they'll get that turned around in the graphics department uh, the next time a baseball game goes on. At least it makes it easier. Uh, National League playoff games on TBS, uh, American League playoff games on FS1. Plenty of sports for you to wager on this coming weekend, whether it's college football. Listen to the Bet the Board podcast, as you mentioned earlier. Great interview with Dusty Dvorak, um, and a lot of analysis for some of the biggest games. Whether it's the NFL, that's your passion, Major League Baseball, hockey, I'm a NASCAR guy. There are plenty of ways to get you to the window, and most importantly, when you're there cashing those tickets, we'll be able to see it. If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta Sky Miles Business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta Sky Miles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business.